0: Welcome to Catholic Radio for Acadiana's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron.
1: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.
0: Father, we just thank you for this day and we thank you for the opportunity to share the love of Jesus with um, everyone in Acadiana. And Lord, we ask that you just use this time to bring glory to your son, and also to encourage everyone with the testimony of your love and your mercy.
1: your name we pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. And today I have a special guest. Uh, it's Miss Anna Olivier. She is the um, owner operator of Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Le- Roofing Louisiana. I got it right. You got it right. <laughs> uh, that's her official title, but she and I were uh, used to be neighbors, and she's a very close friend and really, honestly, one of the best people I know in Acadiana. With that introduction, Anna, welcome to the show.
0: Well, thank you, Todd. It's such an honor to be here today.
1: You know, the honor is all mine. So I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, um, actually, today is a special day for me. This is my 39th spiritual birthday, and, you know, there's no coincidence with God, right? Right. We have been talking about doing this for a very long time, and um, today it just so happened that I didn't even realize it when we booked this that this is the day that 39 years ago... I bowed my knee to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and I gave and surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And that's a powerful moment um, that we all need to have uh, in our lives, and such a pivotal time. Um, I wasn't um, raised in church, uh, as many of your listeners uh, probably were raised in a good Christian home. I didn't have that privilege, and I was always taught that there was a God, but I was never in church. And... Through a series of circumstances, um, as God would have it, you know He loves us so much. Whether we, whether we know Him, know about Him, or He just wants us to come into His kingdom and come into His family, and through a series of circumstances, um, I was able to, you know, hear about the love of Jesus and say, "Yes, I need You in my life." I've heard it said that you know everyone is created with a cross-shaped hole in their heart. And the only thing that fills that hole is Jesus. And so often we try to fill it with things of the world. And that's what I was doing as a young woman. I'm still a young woman. <laughs> uh, you are absolutely
1: a young woman. A young and beautiful woman. Uh, Well, thank you.
0: Um, but I, you know, I was feeling, I was trying to fill that void in my life. And I was, um, um, I, you know, if, if I can share the, the story of Please. how I came to Christ because I, I know that this is a, a, a passion of a lot of women's heart it's, I I had gotten married and I wanted to start my family and we were having trouble with that and I finally did conceive and then I lost the baby mm. and that was my breaking point that was my low point where I had just come to the end of myself and um, I was invited to go to a a Christian concert at the time it was the Imperial so if you've been around for a while you would remember that um, they were a very popular Christian band and at that time at the end of the concert there was an invitation to ask Jesus into your heart um, if you wanted to surrender your life and and I was just at a breaking point and I believe that God allowed me to um, you know have that situation in my life so that I could reach out to him um, afterwards, um, I still, I had been going through a series of testing and what have you, and the doctors basically told me that I could not have children, mm-hmm. that I couldn't carry a child to term, and we have the great physician, right, the, the uh, supreme healer, and I had uh, gone to a, um, a special uh, church service where there was a minister that was moving in the prophetic gifts and he spoke a prophetic word um, about a woman getting pregnant that she had been hoping and praying for two years but had not been believing but if she would go home and believe it would be done and sometimes you know I see that we we do hope and pray but we don't believe and you know the Lord says believe and so I did and I had just this faith that i knew that the lord was going to heal me and he did and i was able to um have a child and um she's now oh i don't know she probably doesn't want me to say how old <laughs> she is <laughs> an adult Yeah, she is an adult and yeah. um you know two years later um the lord woke me up again and said you're going to have another child mm-hmm. and even when the doctor said that i i couldn't um the lord healed my body and i know that there may be women out there that are, are trying to start their family and have a baby, please know that Jesus hears your prayers. He, he, he knows it, the cries of your heart, and he's able to give those things to you when we put him first in our life. And because um, he he's no respecter of person. He did it for me. Um, he will do it for, for you too. Um, and that's, it's just so beautiful when I, when I look at that and I think back on that that it brings glory to Him, because I think you know our lives should to bring glory to Him. It's not about us; it's about Jesus, and to encouraging others that He'll do these things in our lives—the the miraculous. He's the waymaker and the uh, miracle worker, right? Right. And um, if we only believe and trust Him in these things
1: yeah this this woman is supernatural i, I love her so much and i'm uh, and just so much enjoying hearing her testimony and you know for many years uh we were across the street neighbors and i would see all these cars across the street and you know i was having some spiritual conversions of my own and uh I would like, I don't know, maybe one of them stopped and said, hey, we're going to a Bible study over here. And I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous, you know. And uh, so you've been doing that for a long time, huh, Anna? I have been.
0: I have taught a community Bible study. It's an interdenominational study. Uh, I love to see that the body of Christ can come together, no matter, you know, where you go to church it's all, we're all one body. You know, Jesus loves us all and that we can come together. So I have been teaching that community Bible study almost 20 years wow. now. And um, I have done a small group at my home for probably going on, mm, gosh, time flies so quickly, uh, probably going on 10 years wow. uh, where where we have uh, ladies that come in and we teach the word of God. We pray over each other. We pray for each other. We laugh, we cry, we encourage each other, and we learn the things of the Lord. You know, it's great. You know, we should all be, you know, at our, um, our house of worship um, on Sundays. But, you know, it's every day. It's an everyday walk with the Lord. Um, I, I don't know about you. I eat more than just once a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And so I need my spiritual food. Um, daily and so I, I think it's you know it's so important to be in God's Word because how how else do we know we these things don't just by osmosis come into our mind but as we study God's Word we study the Bible we share with each other. Um, that's how we learn and we grow. And then we, when we, we build up each other in the faith, because life comes at us, and we need to encourage each other in the faith with testimonies of miraculous healings, miraculous provisions, uh, miraculous protection. Uh, one of the things that happened um, after that experience of having that prophetic message is that um, I was in a car accident. Uh, you, you remember where the Evangeline made bread used to spin? Sure. Yes. Uh, well, a gentleman ran a red light right there. Really? And I should have been killed. And um, everyone that looked at the vehicle said, who died? And I wasn't. And the, the, after, the night after the accident, I just kind of envisioned myself climbing up in Father God's lap and putting my head against his chest and letting him embrace me. Mm. And... You know, he said, the devil tried to kill you today, but not a bone in your body was broken and not a drop of your blood was shed because my hand was upon you. Amazing. And wow. so, so know that your ha- God's hand is upon you. And, you know, that's, you know, uh, that when we worry about protecting our children and pr- protecting our lives, we just pray that God's hedge of protection is around us.
1: I pray for that every day, especially for my family. That's in my daily rosary, you know. It's just something that's uh, for my kids more than anything, and just that protection. And uh, And I feel God's hand on our family for sure. I want to go back a little. <clears throat> so we love our, our Christian culture and Acadiana and certainly our Cajun culture, but but your your journey started in a faraway place uh, <laughs> in Hawaii. Yes. Most people would find that fascinating. Tell us about
0: that. Yes. Well, my... Um my father was from here, in Lafayette, and my mother was from Hawaii. They, they met in California and got married, and um, unfortunately, they, they divorced. And so when they um, separated, my mother just went home. So I uh, was raised in Hawaii, grew up there. Um, my, um, my gr- see My great-grandparents were the very first immigrants from Spain, to uh, go to Maui. There were tenant farmers there. That's so, cool. Yeah, so it's a kind of a fascinating past. I've done some uh, little genealogy research on that. Um, and so, we, yes, we grew up. I grew up uh, on Oahu. And uh, when I was 13, uh, I'm sorry, for 13 years, and when I graduated at 18, my father sent a ticket for me to come visit, and I just love it here. And I've mm-hmm. been here in Acadiana ever since, went to... Uh, USL at the time. And uh, my background, I studied nursing and I was an RN for almost 20 years. Wow. Yes.
1: So you have so much in common with my mom. I I was praying about this interview this morning and just she's been on my heart. We lost her a while back, you know, a few years ago, but but so many things in common. My mom was in a car accident and a really bad one in New Orleans and, and she was spared by that. And And she lost her husband and kind of had to dive into the family business as well. And Mm -hmm. I want to share with you, I don't know that you know this story, but it's not a long one. But, you know, we came home one day after Mass, and I'm pretty sure it was a Sunday. And we saw a Acadian Ambulance in in your driveway, Mm -hmm. and that was the day that Jim died. And uh, it's been 13 years, which is amazing. Uh, But you, you were thrust into that whole situation. Tell us about that.
0: It was a day that changed my life. Uh, Those kinds of moments are um, definitely Uh, life-changing. Everything in my world changed. But, you know, the Lord is so faithful. He had been preparing me without me even knowing it for that moment. And one of the things, um, you know, being a nurse, I knew um, what was happening. He was was having a heart attack, and and, um, just the way that it happened, I wasn't, I was trying to do CPR and it just, it, he was on his belly. I, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew that um, the Lord had taken him home. And so what, the, the very first thing that I said when I realized that they were not able to revive him is I, I turned the corner and I said, Lord, I submit to your will. Mm-hmm. And I think that was so pivotal in my journey of grief, I, I, it still hurt. Um, I still had to go through the process of grief. I had to learn my mm-hmm. new normal. But the fact that I could surrender to the will of God, sometimes life just doesn't go as we planned. And um, he did. He had no previous symptoms. We had no warning. Mm-hmm. He had the what they call the Widowmaker. And so in that journey of surrender, I chose, and I would just encourage anyone who's going through the process of grief, you know we want to ask why, why God, why did this happen? why did you why didn't you stop this? so many why questions, but I resolve that those are really futile questions the The better question is to just ask to help me to accept this and to help me move forward because i don't think. We really, if we, if God would really tell us why it happened, we probably wouldn't like His answer, (laughs) and um, and it wouldn't change the circumstances. So I, and it takes a lot of energy to go through the grief process, and it also takes a whole lot of energy to ask why and to just kind of be struggling against the situation that you're faced with. So. I just encourage myself, and I, as I go through difficult challenges in life, and I would just like to encourage everyone listening to not ask why, but to ask what. What am I to learn through this? How do you want me to change and, and handle this? And it was life-changing. You know, everything when you go through something um, like this, everything changes. My, uh, you know, suddenly I became the, the matriarch. There was, you know, I suddenly in our family where we would look to Jim for direction. Because, in fact, right after that, we had a hurricane. And, you know, in the past, it, we'd look to Jim. Are we going to evacuate? And I remember you and I talking, <laughs> going, what do you think, you know? And um, and suddenly, I had, that burden was on me. And that, that decision, which was a weighty decision, was was suddenly on on me. Right. Uh, we had to, I had to look at the businesses and what were we going to do with the businesses and, and step in. I was always a part of the... Company at the time it was just uh, Jim Olivier's home improvement. I was always part of the company, but I wasn't active in it, and I had to make some decisions to to step in and take over, and uh, correct some things that were not right. and And it was just a and I had a whole other business at the time that I it was a direct um, sales business, and I was uh, the Lord had blessed me with a lot of success but i knew that i couldn't do them both and so i had i prayed about lord what do you want me to do because it's it's about doing his will mm-hmm. you know we pray thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so lord what is your will in this situation not my will and so and sometimes you know his will is not always aligned with ours but it's not about him aligning with us todd it's about us aligning with him and it's that's that process of surrender mm-hmm. and so he you know he showed me clearly that he wanted me to resign my other position and continue the home improvement company which I did and and that was a lot of challenges there it was a very I'm dark sure. time you know going through the grief of losing my husband adjusting to all of our family differences someone gave me some very wise counsel that said you know we have to face the grief we have to face the reality because we could you know it's so painful when we go through some of these moments that we just want to you know get in bed pull the covers up over our head and just say just stop let the world stop and we can do that todd we can do that and we can stay under that sheet for five years but eventually we've got to come out from under it and when we do we're still going to have to face the pain and so i had purposed in my heart that i didn't want to be 5 years down the road still feeling the pain in my heart that i did and so i said i'm going to face this with eyes wide open heart fully open and surrendered to jesus and to allow him he's you know the bible tells us i heal the brokenhearted bring your broken heart to me and let me put you back together and he did
1: her faith is so strong, and the uh, Holy Spirit's bouncing in this booth uh, this morning, and it's such an honor to have her. I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics, and our guest today is Miss Anna Olivier and uh she is the owner of Jim Olivier's home improvement and we have been talking about Jim and honoring him and uh and also roofing louisiana and so just to be a strong christian in Acadiana, i know jim uh want to talk about him a little bit mm-hmm. he he dedicated his life to the cajun culture and yes. if you guys remember back in the day paspatou and you know he he was the host in, in a for many many years a, a great man what was, and something I'll ask you later, another question about him, but, but about his passion for the Cajun country. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us a little bit about how that intertwines with y'all and, and how you appreciate that.
0: He was amazing. He um, loved the Cajun culture and having the platform of television wanted to promote, saw that the culture was such a beautiful, vibrant culture, but yet if we didn't preserve it, it was going to die out. And so with his platform of television, he wanted to promote local artists because, you know, not everyone makes Nashville. Not everyone (laughs) makes it. But that doesn't mean that they're not valuable and that they're not something that, you know, or someone that we can enjoy. So he actually started in television because of um, his French language. Uh, Cajun French was his first language. He had to learn English. So, um, he started in television and radio, I believe he started on KLFY, 18 or 19, I didn't know him at the time, but the story goes, as the, uh, doing the weather in French. And so, he always promoted the French language because when, uh, back in the day, a lot of our grandparents only spoke french and they were they didn't speak english and and i hear stories that they were disciplined
1: i want to tell you that we only (laughs) sold cars in french and our salespeople back in the early 40s and whatnot were were almost exclusively french and they would have to go to the managers and translate english back and forth but that's how we sold cars wow that's 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 amazing
0: (laughs) and and so you know the the um there was a period of time where they were disciplined, no, speak English, and then we weren't translating the language down, and then now there's kind of a, a resuscitation of that. Now we realize we've lost the beauty of that culture. So he always tried to promote that, the language and also the music. And the passion of, of the culture, the food. Oh, my goodness, right? We got the best food in the Absolutely. world. <laughs> and um, so he, he was a big proponent of local artists. He would have them on his program. He himself recorded five albums, uh, five page so. albums, yes. And uh, he um, loved even to, um, what do you call that?
1: Um, oh, like the uh, accordion or the, um, the metal mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. no,
0: um, uh, producing. That's ah, it. He, okay, he, you know, okay. he liked doing the remix and the whatever. That's a little bit above my pay grade. I don't know, yeah. uh, but he a little you know, music editing. Yes, he, the music editing. He loved that part of it as well. He sang. He did not play an instrument, but he did sing, and he was very proud of his uh, Cajun culture and his Cajun heritage, and he wanted that to be uh, maintained. Okay, uh, our
1: listeners want to know how y'all met.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 well, it's kind of funny. um I, he was doing the, you know, the pas and the meet-your-neighbor and I was working at the hospital and I was the director of home care and I would go every year on his program for National Home Care Week and discuss the elements of home care and just to promote it and what have you. And um, I was also the uh, president of the state association and so they charged me to go on. We were having a conference and so I was on his program. And every year he would say, you know, we need to do a series. Uh, we need to kind of like you and I. You know, we yeah, we need to yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he um, – it happened that his, his grandmother fell and broke her hip, and we provided some home care for her. And so the next year when I went on the show, he said, you know, we've been talking. I said, well, you know, I've been waiting on you. Uh, <laughs> to And so he, we went to lunch, and um, it was – the is kind of funny he would tell the story if he was here um I thought we were just going on a, a business business lunch Yeah, business yes. lunch I came with my folder and my pen and I was <laughs> taking notes and uh, he had a different idea and um, he actually called me back uh, a week later because we made plans for the show it was going to be a week-long series so we were you know plotting out what kind of guests we would have and who we would get and what we talk about etc and he called me back And he asked me to dinner, and I I turned him down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um,
0: And um, because, you know, Todd, here's another interesting thing that I don't know if you know about me, is that um, the Lord had challenged me as to why I wanted to date, uh, and that I didn't need to date Ah. until it would be the person that I would marry. And so I... Because, you know, you get all emotional and I figured as, you know, as he worked, because I had gone through a divorce before I met Jim and um, I, you know,
1: walking on eggshells. yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, so anyway, you know, I basically turned him down because I had made this commitment to the Lord that I didn't want to be distracted by someone that wasn't in my, in my destiny. And we can be distracted by relationships sure. that aren't ordained of God. And it's a, it's a tough journey, I, I will Another tell you. Another
1: commonality with my mother. <laughs> Same story, but go ahead. <laughs>
0: uh, and um, so, so when he asked me to dinner, I told him that I, I didn't date. Now, I had a lot of um, friends, and, you know, he started coming to church with me. And uh, we had a group of singles that would go out to lunch and we just started to pray about it you yeah. know because you know the this Todd the second most the first the very first most important if that's even a phrase the most important relationship in our life is the one we have with jesus christ the second Amen. most important relationship is our spouse and if jesus cares enough about all the details you know the bible tells us that he numbers the hair on our head don't you think that he cares who we choose as a spouse and so you know i had surrendered that part of my life to him and so we just started to pray about whether or not this was something god would have us to do and you know we both got the confirmation and the affirmation that we were to date and that we that we dated for a year and then got married
1: well I have a, a a friend who's a widow and a couple of them actually and uh and I, we have this ongoing joke that if they're dating the person and they bring them to church together that it's thats serious business <laughs> and the guys always go well no, it's not it's just a date to to church we both love the Lord and I'm like going the ladies aren't thinking that I promise you if you go to <laughs> mass with the guy and and it's a pros- prospective husband it's more than just mass <laughs> and uh it's kind of funny we kind of have a back and forth with my friend about that but uh that's a beautiful story i, I thought something else you interesting a little secular but but interesting to me was that jim always had this fascination with who killed jfk what's up with that Uh, did we ever figure it out
0: Uh, he knows now you know (laughs) he knows now who he knows the truth but um you know he did research he was a student of the assassination for 40 years that's what i read yes did research he actually spoke nationally he was a nationally known speaker he would go to conferences and similar to his passion for the cajun culture that we were talking about he knew and felt and believed with all of his heart that there was a conspiracy there that as the american public was lied to and our innocence was taken away and so he was passionate about keeping the story alive because one day he said to me you know do we you and i do we really care who killed abraham lincoln (laughs) you know no because it's so distant to Mm -hmm. us we'll just take what the history books say and he says if we don't keep this alive and the questioning Of the circumstances that just don't align don't make sense then our children are the generations to come our grandchildren will be have bought into the the lie and the truth will never come out and so he was very very passionate about that
1: 2 minutes left on the show. Oh
0: my is this going so fast?
1: <laughs> I told you it was going to go fast. We'll have to have Anna back on again cuz it's just been such a blessing. But uh is it I know you're uh you love the Bible and uh mm-hmm. is there a particular Bible character that you, that you relate most to or something that you're reading right now?
0: Hmm. Wow. That's a, <laughs> that's a big one right there. Um you know, I think I see myself in so many of the Bible characters. I think you know, God has put them there to show us the different aspects of ourselves, And, you know, sometimes we're like Peter, right, questioning everything. Uh, sometimes our mouth starts before our, our brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes we're like doubting Thomas. Sometimes we're passionate like Paul. Sometimes we we fail like David. Um, sometimes, you know, I the story of Ruth is um, so beautiful, trusting in the Lord, um, you know, for her... For her future following, you know, when you look at that, uh, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like my story. I didn't yeah. have, um, you know, she chose to follow uh, her mother-in-law Naomi's God and, and surrendered her life to her God. And, and um, not knowing that and, and, and was blessed with Boaz and was in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And she was a, a Gentile, yeah. you know. So um, I just think we, each of those Bible characters, is, there's an element of us.
1: I love it. That's so good. That's that's good stuff. Um, and again, just uh, such a blessing to have you on the show. I mean, I love you, Anna, and uh, and thank you for all you do. And you're a great example for all of all of the ladies and and everyone in Acadiana uh, with your faith. And you inspire me.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I just, I really want everyone to just be, have hope in Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life.
1: Love it. Amen.
0: Amen. So
1: you've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest was Anna Olivier. And um, again, we always uh, challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. And until next time, God bless. Thank you.